0: On LMFM,
1: Friday morning, the 31st of July. Good morning, with much debate and discussion from now till 11 a.m. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. The government is in trouble, ending its first month in office in chaos, escaping for the holidays, as a question mark now hangs over how long it can survive. The government has been making headlines because of one controversy after another in recent weeks, but what it now has to avoid is a place in history, taking the record for the short has lived government since the establishment of the state. Some will remember Charlie Haughey's minority Fianna Fáil government of 1982. he decided to call a general election because he survived a vote of confidence, but so narrowly so by just two votes that he went back to the polls. That government lasted just 280 days, more than twice as long as the 110 days the 1927 government lasted. W.T. Cosgrave called an election then. Just like haughey he had won, but only narrowly won. a confidence motion. Mihal Martin's haphazard government doesn't seem to have much confidence in its own ability, admitting twice this week it could have handled matters better. There probably isn't one thing in isolation that has damaged this administration, but that's the point. It is one thing, one thing after another, that is. All media are reporting today of chaos and crisis at the end of the dramatic first term of the haphazard government. It started when Mihal. Martin appointed his cabinet to the upset of Derek Hillary, Thomas Byrne and Jim O'Callum. Then the Barry Cowan drink-driving saga undermined his leadership further. Reports of a split in Fianna Fáil after that story was given to the Irish Independent. Phase 4 of the COVID-19 roadmap was postponed. Confused messages over travel and public health advice. 15 government party TDs, probably 15 Fianna Fáil TDs, voted against the government nominee for last count Ciancora, Fergus O'Dowd. All of that before the Merck's and Perk's, the 16,000 top-up for junior ministers, Simon Coveney's car and Eamon Ryan's eight advisors. Then there was the civil rights issue and an attempt to treat people who had lost their jobs through no fault of their own differently than the rest of the population, effectively restricting their movements barring pup payment recipients from travelling to places other people can go. Fianna Falls, Mark McSherry agrees with some of the opposition's criticism but insults public servants who he implies are lazy using the virus to to their advantage, doing nothing other than watching box sets while they're on full pay. A U-turn on junior ministers' pay. A U-turn on travel. And then the Data Protection Commissioner says the government probably acted outside of the law. If only... It had ended there. Yesterday, Green Party TDs, Nasser Hurrigan and Minister Joe O'Brien voted against and abstained, respectively, on a government bill. Both have now been stripped of their speaking rights in the Dáil for two months. Peter Tobin is uh, Meath West TD and leader of the A2 party. He joins us together with Thomas Byrne, a TD for Meath East and Minister for European Affairs. Good morning to both of you and thank you for joining us. Minister, what say you? Well,
2: I think, I mean, clearly there have been difficulties in the government this month. No one's going to deny that. But I think, apart from that, there there actually has been a lot achieved in the last month. When you look at the uh, July stimulus package, uh, which is 7.2 billion euro, I mean, it's the most money that's ever been put into the economy by a government at any time ever uh, in the history of the state. Um, And that had to be done in relatively uh, short order because of the crisis that we're in. Uh, That's going to provide serious benefits to people. The uh employment wage support now scheme is running until next april there's a zero percent interest rate for the first year of small and medium-sized enterprise loan the restart grant for enterprises, which was uh very successful has been extended and and, and expanded to other businesses a waiver of commercial rates uh to the end of september Uh, the credit guarantee scheme uh, the pandemic payment is extended till next year there's 200 million uh, going to training skills development work placement schemes do you say all uh, of
1: that without blushing
2: but because I think I think in response to, to the list of issues that you've raised, and I'm not going to, 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 to quibble, but what I'm saying is that there have been there has been a lot of items that have gone through this government's agenda that will be to the benefit of the public, okay. and they have to be because because for two reasons. Well, uh, we're it, in the middle of a health crisis. It is surpri-
1: surprising, at least I'm sure, to some people listening that you're not going to quibble. And does that mean that you're embarrassed because if you, if you accept everything I've just read out, that has to be embarrassing.
2: Well, I've not, I haven't accepted everything you've read out in the sense that you've read out your list of items and clearly I've accepted them.
1: Okay, so you mm. are accepting them then. But, so, no, no. Uh, but you, you so are you embarrassed? You you hang on a sec.
2: You haven't given any um, context whatsoever in terms of the items that the government actually has got through. So you look at the July stimulus package, which is, as I said, it's a massive uh, amount yeah. of money designed to boost the economy. And I don't say I oh, know because that's never happened before uh, in the history of the state. Uh, and the two governments that you quoted uh, were pretty unique circumstances as mm. well, um, where, for example, in the 20th, are you thought, Are you not
1: embarrassed? Are you not know, embarrassed
2: that, that a in really a
1: month you've um, managed so many cockups?
2: Well, I think you haven't listed either the, the plan to open schools. You also haven't listed that we're in the middle of a serious pandemic. Uh, and you also haven't said that in relation to the pandemic payment, okay. there are hundreds of thousands okay. of people getting it. OK,
1: okay but are you embarrassed? Is.
2: What the objective? No. What the objective of the what the objective of the pandemic payment is and the economic stimulus is to get people off the pandemic payment, to gradually get people off the wage subsidy scheme, and get people back to work, uh, so that we can get the economy uh, restarted. Which I think this will do. I mean, this is a massive amount of money, but also deal with the health crisis, which is still hanging over us. So we saw yesterday eighty five cases of COVID. That's not gone away, uh, and that has to be addressed. Uh, we see the challenge now opening schools mm-hmm. and a huge investment that's been into education uh, over the last, um, in, in the next few weeks. A lot of the wish list that I would have been talking about over the last few years in relation to education, that's now been implemented. In relation to housing, uh, people uh, who are affected by the COVID crisis uh, won't have to worry about their rental situation. Uh, that's been extended. We've never had that before. and that's has been extended in January. So there are a lot of things okay. happening there that, that will be up direct... OK, and I'm not going to
1: quibble to with any of them. I don't know if Pater will, but let's bring him in here. Pater what say you?
0: Yeah, well, I have never seen such a calamitous, confused, uh, at odds, unprofessional government. Um, there is, week after week, there is further actions of political self-harm, which is consuming the Cabinet, and, to be honest, it's actually diverting the attention of the Cabinet away from the issues that are really affecting people, like the, the need for an investigation into the nursing homes, uh, for example, in Ireland. And um, if, you know, just on the level of professionalism alone, it is clear that this government is massively below the bar. Um, I, I was in the doll last night, I think, till, till, till after midnight, and I've never seen that the, the, the doll was
1: just... We went home Paris. early then. It was, uh, I think, a, a, a boxing ring until about half two.
0: There was a walkout of the uh, chamber last night due to the fact that one of the uh, last uh, actions of this government was to try and reduce the opposition's ability to hold them to account. And, you know, we had a system in place since the 1920s in Leinster House where when a government bill comes before the doll, each of the parties is able to uh, give their perspective on it, give their insights to it, and hold the government to account. That was changed last night, uh, and as a result... The whole of the doll was 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 in meltdown. But there's a serious question here over the government, and at the heart of this, in my in my view, is that we have Fianna Fáil, which is split right down the middle. And um, yesterday we had a, a government TD who refused to back a government bill uh, and abstained from that vote. Yeah. We had two other government TDs who lacerated a government bill, um, and you know are are basically in full opposition mode mm. while they're while they're actually in government itself. Um, we by, have. By,
1: you know, by the way, just sorry to cut across you, but you, you know the way uh, they've been stripped of uh, their speaking rights uh, for two months, uh, Joe O'Brien and Nasser Hurrigan? Uh, that starts now. Uh, the dollar's in recess for six weeks. So effectively, it's a, a two-week ban. What do you make of that?
0: Well, like it, I think in the end of the day, what needs to happen in the government is for the government to become either stable or step down mm. because this level of self-harm... Uh, by a government over a long period of time will have a very negative effect on people's lives. But
1: it's effectively no sanction when it's TDs a, don't support the government.
0: It's a very light clip in the ear, mm. and it is sending a message out to other TDs within the government that listen, if you vote against the government in, in future, you'll get a very light well, clip. Well, it won't, in the won't ear.
1: be for the first time in the last month. Uh, by the way, did you vote for Catherine Connolly or for Fergus O'Dowd?
0: I voted for Catherine Connolly to okay. be, the, um, cool. to be the, the last count Thomas but an can I Thomas ask,
1: can I just ask Thomas Byrne which of the two you voted for?
0: I voted for Ferris for Did you?
1: Okay. But uh, you're aware that there was uh, a move against him or against Fine Gael or against Micheál Martin within the Fianna Fáil ranks? No, I mean,
2: look, I mean, there's a secret ballot. It was actually Fianna Fáil that yeah. proposed that in 2016. That but 15 government
1: ballot. party TDs voted against the nominee... Yeah put forward we by the no government.
2: have no idea how anyone voted. I'm telling you how I voted, but you have no idea. And I'm, I'm, undoubtedly there were TDs from Fianna Fáil. Of course there were. The vast, vast the
1: majority TV of the 15 were from Fianna Fáil, if not all of them.
2: Well, we don't know that in the context of a secret ballot, and that's happened. But that's, but it doesn't actually matter who got elected. Well, I wish them both well. No,
1: course, it doesn't matter to TV. most people. What matters is that there's uh, uh, unhappiness within Fianna Fáil.
0: I, I I don't a revolt in
2: a fall at, at the moment. I think I think at the end of the day, TDs will vote for whoever they want in a secret ballot for last count Cora. Well, will well, the well they vote
1: for a government that breaks the law or acts outside of the law, or whichever th- way you want to phrase it?
2: The reason the reason there's a secret ballot for Count corla and last Count Corla is actually to give. Uh, independence is a dog, separate mm. from the government, and us that brought that in. So there's no way of controlling how anyone Michael,
0: votes. Michael, can I come in there for a second, please? Just I can to vote in whatever way they want. There's, there, there's a there's a theme going through the mistakes that the government are making here. It, these are not just random, haphazard mistakes. There's an actual theme. So if we look at it. Okay, the government is in the middle of a crisis. We're in the middle of an economic crisis. What does the government do? They give their super juniors significant pay rises. In other countries like New Zealand, and um, governments. In solidarity with the people who are suffering economically, actually take a pay cut. And um, who do they target uh, with regards um, the the, the, well, the, the, the situation they, they, they in the, the airport? They target on. people who run. Ah, yeah. No, be famous. fair.
1: Be fair. They gave the junior ministers a pay cut, and then they didn't. And then they gave themselves a pay cut, and they ended up with more.
0: Exactly. So, and, and this is it. So, first of all, they gave the junior ministers a, an increase. And out of embarrassment, they said they were going to give everybody a 10% reduction in wage. And then it, it, uh, it transpired that this reduction in wage still left the current government with a higher wage than the previous government. Mm. So, it, the, the, the language do, do, they're using is trying to hide uh, the actions they're but
1: taking. The government is in the proverbial dock this morning. Do you think the government might actually end up in the dock? And in front of the courts because it acted outside of the law in terms of stopping people without reasonable cause at ports leaving the country
0: right mind. Any citizen listening to this radio show would think it, that it, it would be logical that certain people could be checked at an airport and certain people wouldn't be checked
1: we'll at Will it an go airport. to the courts, though? I mean...
0: Like, th- 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 obviously, the data commissioner here has said that this is a really suspect behaviour of any government, but it shouldn't take a data protection commissioner to tell a, a government that checking certain individuals at an airport uh, for their details and not checking others is by definition uh, unequal. And the Mm. idea that a person on a pub payment who's maybe had their sector, like the pub industry, closed down and wouldn't be able to go to a funeral abroad of a family member uh, at at, at this time is absolutely
1: bananas. Thomas Byrne, what would you say to the person who said to me the other day that this is a a tripart government, uh, the three parts are KGB? I, I don't understand that, Michael. KBG. Okay, that uh, you're acting like uh, uh, East German uh, secret service.
2: Uh, I I don't accept that at all. I mean that
1: information goes from Rossler to the Department uh, of Social Protection in relation to somebody who had planned to go on a ferry who didn't even board the ferry.
2: Well, look, I mean. There are hundreds of thousands of people on the pandemic payment. If people are going to a funeral abroad or for necessary travel abroad, clearly there shouldn't be an issue with that. And I know that the teacher could look for a report on that. But at the same time, Michael, there's a balance to be struck. If somebody is leaving the country forever, then I think the state has a legitimate interest. The, the department says that's covered in legislation.
1: No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody who was planning to go on holidays, who had a ticket for a ferry, who didn't get on the ferry because of the public health advice, but then had their payment docked.
2: Well, that that, that clearly shouldn't happen. Is this a police
1: world. state? And that's in, that's, in, that's what I mean uh, by the KGB. Well,
2: what I'd say is, what i say is that clearly shouldn't happen. And, and whoever is, I haven't heard of that particular case. And if, if oh. they look for a review God of the social welfare, they should get it. But at the same time, getting I'm, a lot
1: of coverage. This, Have you heard of that case, Peter Tobin? This, can I just say, for the, for, the, for, the,
2: for the, I should also say, Michael, is that there are lots of examples uh, of departmental uh, data sharing, uh, of uh, sharing between banks, for example, and revenue. That's already provided. If for that happens. And if, it, if it's provided for in law, then it's allowed. If it's not, then it's not allowed. It's yeah. That it shouldn't happen. Uh, but the state does have an interest in making sure uh, that people are on the pandemic payment mm. aren't leaving the country for good while money is, is still going into bank account. So there is a balance to be struck here. And anybody who felt they were done wrong at that... <laughs> should,
0: that there certainly is like, a balance. There is a balance, balance here because be. what oh. happened is that the government are actually saying one thing and then doing the other thing. Um, the Minister Humphrey has, uh, Humphrey has herself admitted uh, that she got it wrong, that the job seekers uh, and PUP travelled to other countries in the green list.
1: She was hoping She'll somebody would ask her if she got it wrong, and nobody did, and then she had to take time out uh, of a Fine Gael, uh, TD's time to make the announcement that she had got it wrong. She had a, a statement prepared to answer a TD, but the question never came.
0: And but the, and the, it's interesting that the Data, the data Protection Commissioner uh, himself has stated that he cannot see how the practice of collecting information uh, from passengers simply mm-hmm. on the basis... Uh, that their own payments um, is within the actual. And that's face to
1: face encounters in but, ports. That's but, but, nothing but, to do with this other Ross Lair case.
0: No, not in the Ross Lair case. Uh, but what I'm mm, I'm, I'm simply mm. saying to you here is there is a thread going through all of these difficulties. Whether it's the attack on people on PUP uh, uh, payments, whether it's actually the massive increases in ministerial pay, whether it's Coveney keeping his two hundred thousand uh, euro uh, car, um, you know, whether it's the, the government's inability to, to focus on the bread and butter issues. We have a government that seems to be, to be self-absorbed about its own needs as, mm. as individuals. A government that's not focused on, on what people around the country are going through. Not like, you know, you, you, the, the, the minister there spoke very uh, uh, briefly earlier around uh, the economic situation in the country. And I do welcome much of the July mm-hmm. stimulus. But the truth of the matter is many people will tell you still that there is a radical need for grant uh, funding in this country, okay. not, not not for uh, for further loans. Okay, many businesses. Are in serious trouble still? Right. And, I'm and going
1: to need to wrap up, and we are we facing into about the
0: schools. Just one thing about schools: there, there well, is a plan for the schools. We welcome the mm-hmm. plan for schools, but it's last Okay, and it remains to be seen whether it'll be implemented. And that,
1: and that's the point I, I want to wrap up on because there's some very serious issues that we're facing into. And as we've been hearing, uh, an extraordinary amount of uh, cases have uh, been recorded overnight. Nefit is very concerned, and uh, the government may uh, not. Uh, uh, be uh, facing questions in the doll because of uh, the summer holidays and the recess. But Minister, do you uh, accept that uh, whilst a lot of good has been done, uh, that there is a, a need for the government to pull its socks up now over the next couple of weeks to deal with the pressing issues?
2: Well, well clearly the pressing issues there at the moment are obviously the economy. So we've got things done in relation to that. And contrary to what Pallet was saying about its attack on the pub, the pub has been extended Uh, into next year. I mean, that's the reality. The wage subsidy team has been extended. We have two big challenges now this month. Uh, One is the health crisis, the immediate health crisis, because 85 Mm. cases of COVID uh, is extremely, extremely concerning. And they are in a much younger category uh, than they were before. And that does speak to people mixing in a way that maybe they weren't doing uh, two months ago. So we've got to really take seriously the public health advice and continue to do that because this is a serious threat. And in many countries uh, around Europe, uh, people, people are, are, are suffering from this and we see in America uh, some high profile cases of people dying. We also have the challenge of getting the schools open up. This is clearly a priority and what I've spoken to you about before um, and in fairness the government is in place uh, about a month uh, and a plan has been published. A plan that was done in consultation with everybody mm. uh, including the sector but uh, that was done in, in Do you accept with the that, that's sector, that's
1: but, but that they're the issues that need to be focused on? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, I, I undoubtedly
2: they will. But I mean, in terms of what's needed to open the schools, we've got extra guidance counselors we've got the psychological harm, that's something that I would have discussed with you before, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and the counselling that would be required. We've got extra uh, support for principals, we've got extra teachers. With respect, Minister, I think schools.
1: a lot of us would know the challenges. Uh, it's uh, whether the government no, is focused or not.
2: And, 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 and the government has put together a plan that deals with all of the challenges with the absolute aim of getting every child back into class, Mm. which is where they need to be, while at the same time protecting everybody's health. And taking
1: lumps out of each other, it seems, as well.
2: I, 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 I I don't accept that. Okay.
1: Well, we we'll leave it at that. And thank you both for joining us this morning. That's Thomas Byrne, who's Fianna Fáil TD for Mead East and the Minister for European Affairs. Peter Tobin is a TD for Mead West and leader and founder of the AIM2 party. Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on,
0: on LMFM.
1: LMFM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.